the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's hour two, and we're back at 6.06. Glad to have you here on a Saturday night. I'm Randy Corcoran. 303-696-1971 is the number. Phone lines are full, but when someone drops off, you can check in. We're going to jump right back to the phones here in a minute. Just want to lay out some possible topics for the next hour, the remainder of the show. We've got the leftists all a Twitter, Twitter-pated, Twitter-pated upset because Barbie, the actress who portrayed Barbie, got beat out by a man for an Oscar and have absolutely nothing to say about, for instance, you know, Olympic caliber, national championship caliber female swimmers getting beat out by biological males. The hypocrisy there is so incredible. We've never in our history had a president who is intentionally destroying our sovereignty by and why has he not been impeached for this? Why is Biden not impeached uh, being challenged with an impeachment for illegally, unconstitutionally failing to uphold his duty as president of the United States to faithfully execute the laws of the land, including the immigration laws? They're flooding the border. They have no control over it. They're lying to you. They're destroying our opportunity to survive as a constitutional republic, all in the interest of swamping the system, Cloward Piven, and never losing another election by buying the votes of people who don't understand what it means to live in freedom. People ought to be terrified. And if you're just waking up, activate. Join up with the Colorado GOP. Spoke with Mike Boyles on the crossover. Uh, Mike Boyle, I'm sorry. I always say that. We've got Peter Boyles here and Mike Boyle, two stalwarts of radio, especially here at 710 KNUS. And so I confuse the two. But um, but on the crossover, Mike said, you know, we don't like the optics of Lauren Boebert crossing over into CD4. Um, Republicans don't like the optics of Chairman Dave Williams now running for Congress in CD5. And, you know, I get it. But these are tremendously unique times, tremendously troubling times. And my first gauge of a politician, my first gauge of an activist or a spokesperson or a lawyer, or others who are engaged in the business of trying to save our constitutional republic, prolong, preserve, restore the American dream for our children and our grandchildren, is what kind of a fighter they are, not what their flaws are. Mike talked about Dave Williams saying he can walk and chew gum at the same time. Maybe there's a better way to put that. I understand. Optics, maybe they don't look good. But there's nothing stopping him from doing it. He would make a fine congressman. 
And he's done a tremendous job, Dick Wadhams aside. And we'll talk about Dick Wadhams before the show is over. We had, there were some fireworks in federal district court after our preliminary injunction hearing, after I finished my cross-examination of Mr. Wadhams. It was really shocking to me. But, um, yeah, I like fighters, and so I'm not going to criticize mistake by mistake. I'm going to take people overall for what they bring to the movement to restore power to the people where it was originally bestowed and where it should stay. And, uh, yeah, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Anyway, we've got full lines. Let's see who's been waiting the longest. It looks like Ron in Inglewood. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, it's so good to hear you. And um, well, I'm I'm glad to be on the air. I am a one year old grandfather now. It's fun, isn't it? Feels good. Oh man. <laughs> the only bad part of it is my daughter lives in um, uh, California. Ugh. So we. We go out there quite a bit to help her because she's a single mother by choice. Just a delightful, wonderful experience. Um, the um, I, I just have a number of things I want to chat with you. I just loved meeting you with your red Harley at uh, Jack Phillips' uh, cake shop about four or five years ago. Yeah, I remember that day. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. So I, I probably now know who I'm talking to, Ron. Oh. Thanks, thanks for checking in. Okay, well, thank you. And, um, you know, I, I miss my wife when she's out in California, and so... I, I just have to say I'm. Um, I think about your um, your partner elsewhere right now. Yeah. Um, but you know the thing that's interesting to me about California is I love to tell them I pay two dollars and fifty cents for gas because <laughs> they pay five bucks. They and I I remind them that. The the entire United States does not pay two fifty or five dollars for gas, but they're proud of it. Uh, they don't know how to justify it other than say, "Well, we provide a lot of social services." Um, all the business people will tell you they absolutely hate the politics and Newsom. Um, the town where my daughter moved to is. Um, consolidating elementary schools they're putting two high schools into one um, because their tax base doesn't support the school district anymore yeah the people are fleeing california that trend started i don't know two three years ago now first time in history california is one of the most beautiful pieces of real estate in the entire world weather-wise mountains and ocean topography palm trees. It's just, it has everything you could want. And under almost relentlessly complete Democrat control, they've simply destroyed it. And and Ron, I'm going to just have you listen for a moment. Listen to what Kamala Harris had to say about California. And we take great pride in what we know we can have in terms of impact for each of you, for your constituents directly. But by extension, the impact you have on our state and therefore, on the rest of the country. And you take that work very seriously. 
And, you know, I, maybe with a bit of bravado, we'll repeat what I think we all say. So goes California. Goes the nation. So goes California, goes the nation. Kamala Harris in Sacramento. It's so tragic, and yet here's the thing. Here's what I wanted to ask you. Um, because they, I call Di- uh, San Francisco's Disneyland North um, because they can't survive without the tourist industry. And I wonder how much of the federal tax base that goes to Washington, D.C., comes back to California, comes back to Chicago, comes back to New York City to pay for all the social services because they don't have the local tax base to take care of it themselves. And I think I wouldn't be too far off if I said 65 to 70 percent. And then we're left, left here stuck with nothing. Well, I, I don't know the numbers, but we know for certain that the it's a pay-to-play system. So if you want federal money, and, you know, it's a misnomer to say federal money because federal money is your money. It's my money. Mm-hmm. It's taxpayer money. But if you want it, you've got to jump on board federal policies. And when those policies are put in place by Democrats, they're very expensive, very counterproductive to energy, lower prices, uh, free people. And uh, very, very damaging. But I I just love the trends that people are bailing out of New York. They're bailing out of California. They're going to places like Florida where, you know, the policies of Republicans with fiscal conservatism, some social conservatism are being efficiently enacted. And that that should send a message. In fact, Ron, and I've got full lines, so unless you've got another point to make, probably move on after this. I want to ask you another question. But let, let me just finish the point, though, sure. that the the uh, the message that's being sent to Democrats is what has them acting with such terror. They've got to, uh, you know, the, the, the movements away from places like California and New York, they have got to attack Trump as a dictator, as, uh, you know— uh, someone who's losing his mind as a rapist, all of the insane things that they throw at him. And they have to flood the border with potential future voters because they know their policies are not going to continue to win the day. And so as terrifying as what's happening is, it gives me great optimism because I know the cause of why Democrats now behave the way that they do. Now, well, then I, wa- I wanted to ask you this. Uh, did... Um, Obama move across the street with his staff after uh, he left the White House. Yes. I, are, I, they, are they running the country with um, um, Susan. You know, all the billionaires, Obama? And is, is the – tell me, you said something about Michelle Obama. Is that a reality? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I absolutely believe that she will be the Democrat nominee. In fact, for the last couple of years, we should probably get him on again sometime soon. But we used to have filmmaker Joel Gilbert on periodically in studio uh, when he was here in Colorado and by phone quite often because his studio and, and his work is out in California. But he did a documentary, Michelle Obama 2024, wrote a book, to go, a companion book, uh, and makes the case compellingly and has for two years. Michelle Michelle Obama positioning herself to be the Democrat nominee. We know they're going to torpedo Joe Biden. I it would I'd be shocked if he makes it to the end of um, of the summer. I agree. 
so then let me let me take another step with it. When Netanyahu met with Obama uh, in the White House, and he gave Obama a 40-minute lecture on 4,000 years of history, and no other country is going to tell us what to do in our country. Did uh, that did that put a squelch to Michelle? Did I mean? Do they think that him announcing that we're going to be friends with the terrorist Muslim world? Do do they think that that's going to go away when she's running? Well, I think there's an awful lot of information on Michelle Obama like that, like the damage she did to black communities mm-hmm. as she climbed the corporate ladder and the power ladder in Chicago, you know, pre-political activist days. Uh, there's an awful lot of, of great material to use with Michelle Obama. But, of course, you know, the media is going to fawn over her and love on her and say that she's the most beautiful woman in the world and the smartest. And, my God the first black female president, and on and on and on. So it's going to be a battle, that's for sure. And Ron, thank you so Thanks much for, for listening yeah, to me. Likewise, and congratulations on Grandpa Number 1. Just wait till you get to 4 or 5, man. You'll be on top of the <laughs> <Yeah>, world. <laughs> God bless Bye-bye. you. All right, let's check our time. Yeah, we can squeeze in one more. John in Aurora, welcome to the show. Hi, can you hear me okay? I can. Okay, yeah, I... I uh... I double down on that uh, Obama. She's she's definitely going to run. I I've told my friends that for two or three years. I said she's she's you know she's going to run because she's black. That's a positive for a lot of people. They just want to say I want to vote for the first black president, and she's liberal, and that'll help some of the other ones. And uh, she's just and she's, she's an Obama. Do it. She's an Obama. And she's an Obama. And they never left the. The D.C. area and the national, I think the uh, Democrat Party uh, is going to be in Chicago, right? Their convention. The convention, that's correct, I believe. See, it's all and 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 she's like an she's like uh, Oprah Win Oprah Winfrey, and the <laughs> Oprah will be campaigning for her. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be and and it's going to be really. I don't think anybody can beat her. Nobody can beat her. And I think what I, my last point is. Donald Trump should start saying it. We know, and that's what I think you were hinting at, he should start saying, we know it's not going to be Biden, we know it's going to be Hill, we know it's going to be Obama, and that's the person I'm going to fight, and we've got to start bringing out all the stuff that they wanted to do to, to fundamentally transform the country, and start playing that over and over, that quote that he did. You know, uh, you know, Obama did, and and how he was raised by Frank Marshall Davis, and she's a she's a socialist, and they want to transform this country into a communist country. Well, I agree a hundred percent. He was, I I believe, Barack Obama was fathered by Frank Marshall Davis, not just raised by him. We know who Frank is from Obama's autobiography, and we know Frank Marshall Davis, the communist, F, on the FBI watch list. That hit up all the young girls and and uh, you know played the playboy on the beaches there, but the reason, but the reason, naked and then also he 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 looks like Obama. You take a picture of of that person they say is his father. He doesn't look anything like him. It's like it, it Frank Marshall Davis looks just like Obama. Yeah, I, I've been I've said that so many times. If you put up Frank Marshall Davis side by side with Barack Hussein Obama, the the resemblance is striking. 
If you put Bar- if you put Barack Hussein Obama up against Par- Barack Obama Sr., absolutely no resemblance at all. And people don't know this. You can I, you can probably still get them on the internet. I've looked at them. Frank Marshall Davis, uh, the photos from inside of his house of Barack Obama's mother. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious if you take a minute to check it out. Let somebody else talk, and I like your bumper music at REM and that other one, the the religious song. Uh, that was a great rendition of that song. Yeah, yeah, the sounds of silence from Disturbed. Yeah, man, that guy, and that that's not even the hardest hitting part of it. I didn't have enough time to get all the way in there, but thank you, you for it. that, John. It's great to hear from you. Have a good night, sir. You too. All right, three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. John's line is the only open line we've got. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. We're gonna just keep rolling with the phones, but we've got to take a pause. So, David, Holly, and then anybody else who's calling in. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. We'll be right back to each and every one of you here on seven ten KNUS. Ah, remember the days of music radio when you'd say a few words, kick kick back and listen to a great song. Now it's a few words of a great song and you got to jump right back in. But I do enjoy talk radio because you guys make the night happen. So grateful. We're working from full lines tonight. Our phone number is 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Couple of things real quick. There's so many reasons that 2024 has the potential to be different from 2020. Number one, no Chinese Communist Party Wuhan COVID virus. So no ability for um, judges and courts and administrators and governors to make sweeping changes to election laws in violation of the Constitution, which gives only state legislatures the power to do that. That won't happen again. We've got organizations on top of organizations around the country keeping an eye on voter fraud, on election fraud, a lawsuit against Dominion or that includes talking about Dominion machines that was thrown out by a judge. My recollection is the the dismissal was held on, held. Uh, the dismissal was held up on appeal, meaning it was affirmed that it could stay dismissed and then appealed to a higher court, which ordered the trial to go back to the trial court and actually occur. And an expert sat on a the witness stand and allegedly hacked a Dominion machine in about 30 seconds right there in open court, hacked it, flipped the vote, open court, being reported Everywhere. Didn't see it myself. Just reporting the news. Slowly and surely, the facts are coming out. What's going on in Texas, this border situation? States jumping on board. Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, basically flipping the bird to the feds. The U.S. Supreme Court tells Joe Biden, yes, you have the authority to go cut down the razor wire in Texas. And Governor Abbott saying, fine, you have the authority to cut it down. They didn't tell us we couldn't put it up. MSLSD, CNN, others reported, lied, saying that the Supreme Court ordered Texas to not put up the razor wire. Not true. So Greg Abbott's doubling down. 
the Attorney General, Ken Paxton of Texas, is saying, hey, you guys want to come into our land in Texas, you need to show me plat by plat, inch by inch, mile by mile, what land you think belongs to the federal government and not to Texas, and you don't step a foot on our territory until you do. I love the sovereignty of the states finally being shown. It's absolutely terrific. Elon Musk freeing up Twitter. We really have a chance to get our message out there to millions and millions of people. Just the other day, we've been talking a lot tonight about border The invasion, illegal alien invasion at our southern border. Elon Musk put up a tweet of the southern border invasion, people just mobbing, running through the border. Over 29 million views. Trump becoming more and more popular. Look at the polls, crushing the Republicans, of course, who tried to take him on. Becoming the presumptive nominee this early makes the border one of the biggest issues for the entire political season. Even dippy, dreary Mitch McConnell knows this. That's why they pulled the so-called bipartisan do-nothing-at-the-border border control bill that McConnell and the Senate was trying to pass over. And then Governor Abbott, man, he is just saying no to the old Bush days. He is leaning into the border despite the SCOTUS ruling. All of those things give me so much optimism for the future of this particular election cycle. Even the fact, and we'll get to the phones. I'm sorry to everybody I'm rambling. But even the fact that MSLSD and CNN have to cut off President Trump's victory speeches after the Iowa caucus victory of over 30 percent, after the New Hampshire primary victory over Haley of over 11%. And that is, I'm reading reports, in spite of the fact that in New Hampshire's open primary, fifty over 50% of the people who voted in that primary were not typically voting Republicans. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Secretary of State's experts in our preliminary injunction trial. And others who say the open primary just encourages open participation from a broad array of Coloradans, of New Hampshire folks, and on and on and on. No. They have to flood our primaries to try and change the outcome. They have to lie about the things that President Trump accomplished and the so-called crimes or bad behavior that he's accused of. And they have to cut him off when he's giving victory speeches in New Hampshire and in Iowa. And... I don't know. I Somebody said the other day, and I don't remember who it was. I think it she was the, oh, I think it was Tudor Dixon, the uh, Michigan governor candidate who was so terrific. Fell short, but she was terrific. Who said that she loves that they're cutting him off because people want more of what they can't have. And they're going to be curious. Why does this guy keep winning? Why does he keep pushing back against these seemingly corrupt judges and legal system that has him under total attack? From my perspective, it's all coming together and coming together well. All right, back to the phones. Next in line, David in Parker. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Randy. I just want to tell you we appreciate you and your quixotic efforts to reform the Republican Party. We have to keep at it because uh, two-party system is, is unavoidable. 
we can't uh, we can't win anything on a third party. But uh, your efforts are going to be, I don't know, going uphill as long as it, any Republicans have connections to the, the bunch at Davos, and um, so they'll they'll cut your feet out from under you occasionally. Just keep up the good work. Yeah, well, they certainly try, David. And it's interesting what you say because. You know, I mentioned in the first hour we had the preliminary injunction hearing trying to stop the semi-open primary here in Colorado. And afterwards, there were some media around, people who had some questions. And one of the people that I talked to outside of the courtroom was somebody from a a definitely left-wing blog, left-wing news aggregator, I guess you could say. And, um, And had some good questions about, you know, my thoughts and the the difference between our team with Professor John Eastman and me and the young lawyers on the AG side and uh, working for the Secretary of State and on and on. But I actually got an unsolicited compliment from this guy. And just to to not quote him, but to sort of summarize him, uh, he just thought it was pretty cool that somebody in a dark blue state like we are here in Colorado right now who, you know, has the deck stacked against me and us, people on our side, every single time, just keeps coming, just keeps taking on, uh, you know, the powers that be. And I thought, you know, this guy, I always thought this guy hated me and, you know, just because we're so unaligned politically and all that. But I, I felt like that was a, a statement of, of respect and, and affinity for someone who's at least willing to fight, even if you disagree. Yeah. And I, I felt I felt good about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about was uh, the evidence in the trial of uh, our uh, our fearless leader uh, Trump and the uh, defamation suit. God. Were were there any uh, evidence for the rape uh, in the trial at all? I mean, no. I, I assume there wasn't a rape kit. No, no, no. In fact, their rape was never uh, rape charges were never um, sustained. He was never uh, um, accused of actually committing a rape by the jury. Uh, she she tried to do it. But how do you defend yourself? She she couldn't give a date or a specific time. And of course, you know, Donald Trump would have had records probably of where he was 20 zillion years ago. Um, yeah. the, the evidence is hilarious and, and the lack of evidence really is what's hilarious. And then this sick woman who talks about, you know, uh, sexually perverse stuff. She thinks sluts are really smart because, you know, they're getting more sex. And I, she's just a disgusting, disgusting human being gets $83 million because Donald Trump says she's a liar and I didn't do it. Come on. Yeah. It's not going to hold up on appeal. No way. Randy, he is God's uh, anointed and nothing will stick. So don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I'll tell you what. He is certainly the right man in the right place at the right time. I don't know of any human being uh, yeah, it'll, that it'll, could withstand it'll be, what he's, what's happening. If it sticks to him, he's not God's anointed. If nothing sticks to him, he is God's anointed. Well, I, I'm not going to argue with you because we're seeing miraculous things happen, and he has certainly survived it all so far. So I hope you're right, yeah. David, and I really do appreciate you waiting so long to weigh in. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Yeah.
All right. All right, David's line is open, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Let's see, TikTok, looks like Holly, our first lady for the night. It's about time, Holly, where have you been? Oh, I've been here, I just haven't called in. No, all right, all right. But uh, <laughs> I have been listening to you, I have. Yeah. Um, listen, I wanted to tell you, and I forgot at first to, um, to tell the call screener, but um, did you hear what uh, Levin had to say Friday night, last night? I did not. It, it was incredible. He was talking about that Biden, through a bunch of the leaks that were coming out, no wonder McConnell and Schumer pulled that um, bill, because they were saying that they were going to... Um, hold the line of illegal immigrants coming into our border, southern border, to 1.5 million every year. And the way that they were going to do that is they were going to make 1.5 million no longer illegal. They were just going to make them legal. That's what they were planning on doing, and that's why they were so secretive about this bill because they knew that that would hit the fan. And um, Holly, how disgusting is it that these incredible. that these betters, these these elitists yeah. who wind up in this this unique body called the United States Senate, that a majority of them, led by Mitch McConnell, still continue to think that they have the right. Uh, that they should even consider to be doing these negotiations in secret, that yeah. we we don't get to know what the pro- proposals are, what the counters to those proposals are, what the compromises are. It just all has to be done behind closed doors, then quickly yeah. f- turned into a bill that's so long nobody will read it, and then passed yeah. in the dead of night. Uh, thank God yeah. that the the Republican House, and the slim as that majority is, was not going to touch that bill because that really helped people That's back good. away from it. My God. That's good. Yeah. And then 1300 another thing that was in that bill, 1300, 1300, 1300, 1300 I think, um, new Border Patrol um, um, people, you know, to, to run that on that bill. And, and Levin said last night, he said, so what? If there's 1,300 people, it's a 2,000-mile border. So what? 1,300 people doesn't do any good, let alone the fact that Biden's going to tell them to sit on their hands Stand. and not do anything or rubber stamp everything. Stand down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could put 13,000 border agents down there, but exactly. if, if you order them to have their thumbs up their butt, um, they're yeah. not going to stop illegal aliens from crossing the border. So, yeah, it's yeah. Levin is so. And great. then what I and then what I told the um, the call screener and I didn't explain why I wanted to talk about this. But Gorka, Dr. Gorka said Friday also, he said he had um, Justin Moon. He's the owner and um, designer and stuff of these um 
rifles and all kinds of gun equipment and stuff. And he's been really helping us. He and his family's been really helping us uh, strengthen our Second Amendment. And he is from Korea. I think his family lived in Korea before it was both South and North Korea. I'm not sure of that, but I think maybe that might be the case. And he has a statement that I want all of the listeners to hear because it's so remarkable. And that was, he said, what I have, what me and my family have learned is that you can vote for socialism and have socialism come into your country, but if you ever want to get out of it, you're going to have to shoot your way out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you see it so around I the world. That was really great. Yeah. yeah, but isn't it exciting, Holly? And then we do have to move her up against the wall and have sure. full lines. But um, all the populist movement around the world, the the uprisings yes. in countries, the yes. leaders that are, that are being elected. No wonder the left is so terrified of somebody who accomplished more in four years than any other president in my lifetime. I'm very, very excited that he just seems to be, you know, plowing corn and moving ahead. Yep. The only last thing I wanted to say was I really wish all the people that are listening on our station that are prayer partners or prayer warriors to pray seriously heavily for melania trump because you have to feel for her in that nothing she can do there's nothing that she can do to talk her wonderful husband that she loves so much out of going forward even if they try to assassinate him she can't do anything to stop him from loving this country and going forward. You have to feel great sympathy for that woman. She's got to be beside herself. That's a great uh, thought and a great idea for, for more prayer. And Lord knows we need as much of that as we can get. Holly, wonderful, wonderful call. You need to check in more often. You are a doll. We will love you so much, Randy, and hang in there. We are going to find a way to get you through this tough time, and it's going to be okay. It's well, going to be good. Thank you, Holly. And I'll, I may talk about that for a minute when we get to the other side because I have certainly okay. found some brightness. But we've also got full lines, oh, and it's time to take a okay. break. So God bless okay. you, ma'am. Thank you. You bet. Talk to you later. Holly's line is the only open line we've got, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971, Eric and Nick. Well, so much for Holly's open line. You guys are on fire tonight, man. I get, I'm glad I showed up for work. Anyway, we'll be right back. You're listening to 710 KNUS. I know anybody in my age group recognizes Melanie. And uh, the other song that I just loved when I was a kid, Brand New Key. I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. Well, you see why I don't sing for a living. But I did love that song. Probably should have played Brand New Key because Melanie died this week, January 23rd. She was just 11 days shy of turning 77. 
I uh, don't know what happened, natural causes, a disease, no no information that I could find on that. But I thought I ought to squeeze in a song because she put a smile on my face. We've got full lines. We're going to jump to them again here in just a second. Uh, one thing I want to mention, we've had some conversation tonight about the E. Jean Carroll 83.1 or $83.3 million jury verdict, which undoubtedly will be tossed on appeal. But isn't it interesting that the left didn't believe Paula Jones when she was talking about what Bill Clinton did to her? They didn't believe Tara Reid in the last election cycle when she talked about what Joe Biden did to her. But boy, oh boy, did they jump on the E. Jean Carroll train. Hypocrisy abounds. And before we, got a, before we go back to the phones, apparently Biden was on the stump today, and I just got this brand new audio. Let me see if I've got it ready for you. I think I do. Asylum, asylum officers and over 100 cutting-edge inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming out our southwest border. Asylum, yeah. asylum officers. And over 100 cutting-edge inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming out our southwest border. God almighty. Save our country. Save our world from this absolute mess of a man. Donald Trump, when he was commander-in-chief, refused to visit a cemetery, U.S. cemetery, outside of Paris for fallen American soldiers. And he referred to those heroes, and I quote, as suckers and losers. He actually said that. He said that. How dare he say that? How dare he talk about my son and all of us just like that? Lie. That's a lie. That hoax has been debunked. But the problem is Joe Biden. He is at the end I mean, his shelf life expired a long time ago. The packaging is starting to crumble around whatever's left of that sad, pathetic man. And we should all be activated to make sure that uh, there's no chance. And I, again, I don't think he's going to be the Democrat nominee, but point out who their standard bearer has been, what they've been willing to put up with in order to stop what they see as the evil one, Donald J. Trump. All right. Uh, Three things real quick. And um, I should have said a couple of these to Dave. It was interesting when Dave said, uh, mentioned my quixotic efforts, because I wondered if he was, we were talking about, uh, I had been talking a little bit about the preliminary injunction hearing. And you may recall when we brought the hearing to try and stop Prop 108 two years ago, that the federal judge in that case, Judge Kane, in his order, uh, where he found that we had no standing because the Colorado State GOP had not joined in to our lawsuit at that time, wrote that we were like Don Quixote riding into the rescue and just unnecessarily sarcastic and political and sort of snide in my mind. And I wondered if that's what Dave was referring to. The other thing there I wanted to say with Dave when I was talking about the left-wing reporter who seemed to be conveying some level of respect, even though he disagrees with people like you and me, um, that 
I keep coming back for more. We keep jumping into the fray. We keep putting up our dukes and putting on the fight. And what I said to him is that, you know, sometimes there are tremendous moments that make it all worthwhile, like keeping Bandamere Speedway open all year, you know, during COVID. Having 10,000 people show up and coming together outside, no masks required um, to enjoy racing and to just be around other people. And those kinds of battles and those kinds of victories, you know, you've got to take a lot of losses to get to those once in a while, but they really are motivating. And the last thing, and then we'll jump back into the full, oh man, I didn't realize we're near the top of the hour. Um <sighs> I am so sorry, everybody. This hour has gone so fast. We'll probably have to roll this around to start the three, the 8 o'clock hour, the third hour of the show. But we will go right straight to the phones, hit everybody in order, Eric, Nick, and Joe, if you stick around. But the other thing I wanted to say, and Holly brought this out. I get text messages every day, um, text messages here to studio sometimes about this issue, about you know helping me make it through. After the unexpected, sudden, and horrific death of my wife back in June. And I, I think it's just fair for all of you to know that um, I've, I have found a light at the end of that dark tunnel. And it's a woman that I met in my grief class. And um, a widow, someone who lost her husband horrifically, unexpectedly, about a month after I lost my wife. And in this grief class of, you know, a dozen people that lasted for months, um, somehow we, we sort of found our way into each other's lives. And it's really a blessing to have someone that you can talk to. You, you can't understand losing a spouse, especially losing a spouse unexpectedly, unless it happens. Uh, losing a parent is horrible. Losing a, a child, perhaps the worst thing ever, but, but losing your soulmate, the person you had planned the rest of your life around, uh, and happily so, is just inexplicable. It's indescribable how lost and dark and horrific that can be. And she gets it, and therefore she gets me. So uh, I've had some companionship and some wonderful conversation and some wonderful support, and it's just made all the difference in the world. And for friends who know the story, it's it's miraculous that we somehow wound up in this same grief class at a church that neither of us attends and um, that uh, she especially lives a long ways away from. Um, but there is hope and light in my life, and I just want all of you, because your care, your prayer, your support is so genuine, so heartfelt, to know that um, all of a sudden I've got an, uh, a brightness in my life that gives me hope that there may still be a future um, for me as well. And not just politically, not just granddaddy, but, you know, as a person who um, needs the love of another person. So, yeah, you heard it here first, and we'll be back for a final hour. I promise to everybody, no rambling. We'll go right straight to the phones when we return here on 710-KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.